0: On your Tuesday episode of Locked On Raptors, we dig deep into OG Ananobi's all-defense case. Should he make it? Yes. Will he make it? We'll see. The Vec Jacob from Raptors.com is here as well. We'll get to it on today's episode of Locked On Raptors. Thanks for hanging. Oh, like because when I shot I expected to make it. So, like, I don't shoot kind of miss. So.
1: You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: What's going on? Welcome to episode number 1364 of Locked On Raptors for Tuesday, March the 21st. Happy spring, everybody! Oh my god! Finally! We all made it. I love you all. We did it. We did it. Uh, I'm your host, Sean Woodley. I've been covering the Toronto Raptors now for nine seasons on various platforms. You can find all of my work over on Twitter at WoodleySean. You can follow the show at Locked On Raptors as well. And you can subscribe to the podcast for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts in audio form. Please support the show. It's free wherever you go. So uh, you're not at risk of you know having to subscribe or send any money or anything like that. You're just, uh, with your very nice, wonderful, well wishes, hitting subscribe and supporting the show boosting the algorithm boosting my ego all right on today's show we are talking og ananobi and his all defense case a man who was probably should have made a couple of all defense teams already who has yet to do it and it's gonna be tough this year there's a lot of very very good forwards in the mix every other position kind of seems like butt but forward is loaded So it's going to be tricky. So we're going to try today to outline the case for OG to make all-defense, run through some of the competition, come up with our final picks, and dig into all angles of OG's quest to get his first all-defense nod. And we are going to do that today with Vivek Jacob of Raptors.com. Big V, are you ready to talk about OG and all those bulbous muscles that uh, make him a very good defender against basically anyone in the NBA? Yes, I am. Ooh. We love to talk about those bulbous muscles. Uh, All right, so we're going to start here. We're going to dive in off the top into just the case for OG. It should be said, there is a very obvious case for OG to be an all-defense player. He is, at minimum, all-defense worthy, all-defense level, however you want to couch it. The difficulty is just the the lack of real estate on those all-defense teams. We'll get into the competition and whether or how OG stacks up with some of those guys. A little later on in the show but let's just begin with the case for og of course we know the sort of counting stats are there he leads the nba in steals per game at 2.0 he also leads the nba or is tied for the lead in the nba in total steals with 114 alongside anthony edwards and who's the other guy uh anthony edwards i have it written down here i'm very bad at my job apparently uh DeAnthony melton 114 total steals yet He's played 10 fewer games than Melton and 13 fewer games than Edwards. So on the pure counting numbers, obviously very good. He's very high in block rate among wing players and all that stuff as well. The catch-all metrics really like OG. 3.2 points per 100 possessions better with him on the floor versus off per cleaning the glass. That's 86th percentile among all players. Side note, Jakob Pertl is number one in this stat in the entire NBA, a plus 17.2 points per 100 with him on the floor. Maybe he should make all defense uh, next season. Um, on dunks and threes, he is third in defensive EPM, which is, uh, our pal Blake Murphy's favorite metric, I believe, for this, the catch-alls, you know, I think everyone kind of has their preference, he's, uh, very, very good at defense, is I guess the sort of way to sum it up, there are more numbers we can dive into, but Big V for you, When you're making the case for og to make all defense where do you start how are you You just imagine you're in like a court and you're making a plea to the judge of why og in this case the judge is the broadcaster for the houston rockets who has a vote or something like that you're making the case how do you start it what are you
2: laying it well i'm starting with the numbers that you laid out and Mm -hmm. i think uh even though those are obvious those are things that matter to voters and so uh i think there's a lot of voters who kind of when it comes time to make their vote go and see okay who's leading the league in steals who's leading the Mm -hmm. league in blocks and uh kind of go from there and so when they can make those obvious reasons then they dig into okay what's this guy actually done this season and that's where i will say that you look at what uh, the players og and Obi has defended uh over the course of the season uh, i think uh especially over the last couple of weeks, it's like a perfect summary of what he does on a night in night out basis, right? Like I mm-hmm. saw him uh, defend Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, DeMar DeRozan, Bradley Beal. Uh, and those are the guys like you, you expect him to defend. And mm-hmm. then you throw in a Nikola Jokic and Anthony Davis, uh, a Giannis Antetokounmpo, and that shows the range of his defensive versatility, right? Mm-hmm. And, we talk about what the league is becoming more and more about he is the perfect sort of prototype of what you want in an nba defender now and mm-hmm. so um if that isn't good enough to make an all defense team this season uh then frankly it's gonna be pretty much impossible because i don't, <laughs> know, <laughs> I don't know what else you could do um yeah and frankly You are not watching. um, If if you think that uh, Ananobi is not worthy of an all defensive team,
0: that's the thing, right? Is for me with all defense, yes, like the catch all numbers are great and they give you like a pretty good, I think, sort of starting point for. All right, here's how you here are the guys you should be looking at for this. But to me, it also should maybe just come down to like who's the scariest dude to have guarding you and. I feel like even if you just ask the players, OG would be very high on the list of dudes they don't want guarding them in, let's say, you know, a last last possession clutch time opportunity or something like that. He is single-handedly able to kind of nuke those possessions, and he's like one of the Raptors' best crunch time weapons as a result because of that. How many times has he locked up a Trey Young or trey young or trey young in a big spot uh, or you know going on down the list he, he's just the other thing too that i think kind of goes in his favor is like he's the type of player who should make you question the whole all defense system because of that versatility you talked about right you got to have two guards, you got to have two forwards, you got to have a center. This is 2023 people and uh positions are amorphous. Positions mean way less than they used to. And when you have a guy like OG who literally guards every position, how do you classify the position he comes in at? And so if you're like looking at the the whole structure and saying, "Man, like this doesn't even fit the parameters of what this guy does defensively," perhaps your structure is bad and wrong and you should change it. And to that point, you know the versatility side of things. Uh, Crafted NBA is a, is a good analytics site that I kind of like because it's simple. It just gives me a couple of numbers, and my easy to my, my easy to confuse brain really understands it. But they have a versatility metric, and they have a matchup difficulty metric. And on here, the Raptors, sorry, OG on Crafted NBA has the fourth highest matchup difficulty in the league, behind only Macau Bridges, Dejounte Murray, and Anthony Edwards. But his versatility rating is a 98 out of 100. Bridges and Edwards are at a 78 out of 100. DeJounte's at a 48 out of 100. By the way, Kyle Lowry's versatility rating, 97. We love Kyle Lowry. Uh, But yeah, it's just he does it all. He guards anybody. He defies positions. That to me, like even if there's not room on the team because of the voting structure and how it goes, He's so clearly an all defense level player. It would be a damn shame for him to not get recognized. Um, you mentioned the steals and the sort of like the easy to see metrics and like the stuff that the the people around the normies as you were as as you if you want to be cruel i suppose like the normie voting faction and look it's not to say that it's like a negative thing a lot of these voters are like full-time broadcasters for their teams they are very much absorbed in their own teams of course they're going to have their own biases they're going to have a limited scope of the rest of the league and all of that like It's interesting because OG in the past has felt like he's had like the analytics darling case that doesn't really hold a lot of water. This year it does actually feel like he might have both the analytics darling case and the just regular plebe case which is uh, very exciting to me. Any other sort of notes, any other little elements of OG's defense that you think are worth pitching to the judge here as we uh, lay out the case for OG to make all D before we get into some of the competition? Um...
2: Yeah, I, I think the only thing I would probably add is uh what the Raptors uh lineups have looked with look like with him. And I mm-hmm. think when you look at the Raptors most used lineups, mm-hmm. right? Uh when OG is in there with the center, I've made this point before, whether it's Jakob Pertle or Christian Coloco, they are the defensive rating is pretty much top five in the league. Yep. For yep. all four of those lineups. And so mm-hmm. I, I think That is a huge case where it's like, okay, pre-center, the Raptors had to ask OG to do everything, and it was like a a lot of huffing and puffing uh, and not being able to blow the house down. And now, (laughs) with Yak, you you can blow the house down. Um, And so I think that's a huge plus in terms of just finishing out this stretch strong, and I think that is an important aspect of it. I do think Mm -hmm. the Raptors do need to finish the season on a high and kind of being like oh okay like this is really all they needed um it wasn't like a major major fix to be a good team obviously Mm -hmm. you know they're not a great team they're not a contending team Mm -hmm. but a good team um should be good enough to be in that all defense mix
0: yeah i think so too and you know even kind of adding further uh fuel to like the 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 point you made about him not being able to blow the house down, just huffing and puffing, even when he was clearly the best defensive player in and, and has been in that small Raptors lineup that started 20-something games for the Raptors this year is their most-used lineup at 380 minutes. That lineup has 113.3 defensive rating with no center and mostly Fred VanVleet being pretty bad at defense in in a lot of those minutes. Same with Gary Trent Jr. And yet still, that would be the 12th best defense in the NBA. I think that, again, speaks to just how much OG ratchets up the defensive viability of any group he's in. He rocks. We're going to come back on the other side, get into some of the competition for those forward spots. And boy, oh boy, there is a lot of it. We are going to get to that in just one second. See how OG stacks up against Mikal Bridges and Giannis and Jaron Jackson Jr. and Evan Mobley and on and on down the list. We'll do that in a sec. But first, got to tell you about our friends over at FanDuel, the tournament, the NCAA tournament, both men's and women's are heating up and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel America's number one sportsbook because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 that's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win just download the FanDuel sportsbook app it's safe secure and super easy to use then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to three pointers drained and obviously those sweet sweet upset picks baby you want to go through you put a little money down on these upsets to pull out the win you can go and do that with FanDuel they have all the lines available for you super easy user interface as well Well, it's uh you know usually for me the big stumbling block to getting into sports wagering is this is confusing there's too much stuff going on the FanDuel site super sleek super easy to use go check them out plus FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more make every moment more with FanDuel the official sports betting partner of the NBA and of Locked On
1: Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: All right, we continue on here with Vivek Jacob of Raptors.com. Digging into OGN and OB's all-defense case. We laid out why he is very clearly an all-defense level player this season. Now we're going to lay out why it's going to be very difficult to see him actually become an all-defense player this season on paper. Still very possible. He's extremely good, but the competition is fierce. Want me to just run some names off Big V? Uh, it's a long list. Giannis feels like a lock. The Bucks are the third, second best defense in the league right now, third best defense in the league right now, and I mean, you saw it on Sunday. He's ridiculous. Uh, the combination of him and Brooke Lopez, who is probably going to be the first team center, is nasty. You throw Drew Holiday in, who should probably be a first team guard, and it's just, it's all encompassing defensive horror all around whenever you're trying to score on that team. Giannis is going to make it. After that, I don't think there's another lock. You can disagree, but here's the rest of the crew. OG, Mikal Bridges, Evan Mobley, Jaden McDaniels, Dylan Brooks, depending on whether you view him as a guard or as a forward. I think he's more a forward because of the job, Bane, backcourt, mostly getting the run there in Memphis. You got Jaron Jackson Jr., who could be a center, but was classified as a forward last year when he made an all defense team. Jason Tatum, Draymond Green as well uh am I missing anybody there V and if not who do you want to maybe dive in on as like the biggest competitor to OG for that those remaining three spots behind Giannis who again we assume is a lock
2: I mean one thing I will quickly say is if I like I love Jaden McDaniels and I think Mm -hmm. he's having a great season but if he can kind of just have this one breakout season and make an all defense before OG Ananobi yeah something is wrong Something it's Matisse Thibel
0: level stupid. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, I agree. Yeah, You can't say year after year, oh, OG, like doesn't have enough of a resume or, you know, you got to like work your way into the conversation first and then mm-hmm. like uh, make the team and then like have McDaniels all, all of a sudden just make it. So mm-hmm. um, very cool season that McDaniels is uh, having. Um, happy to seriously consider him if he continues this next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for for now, like, there's no way you're considering McDaniel's before you consider OG. Um, yeah, even if like on merit, he might honestly be
0: a- as close to OG as anybody. I totally yeah. agree, though. It's just the reputation. Uh, you know, you need a little bit more time here, I suppose. Although we'll talk about Evan Mobley. Maybe he jumps the
2: reputation part because he's so good. But uh, carry on. <laughs> yeah, and in in that kind of conversation, like I I do think Evan Mobley might even be ahead of McDaniels, right? Mm-hmm. Like last year he did uh, sort of develop this great reputation and like obviously the Cavs are winning and the Cavs are winning even more this season. And they have uh, the best defense in the league by like a lot. So yeah, yeah. so so I think um, all of that is valid for Mobley. Uh, Mikhail Bridges, obviously, you know, it's going to come down to maybe how much they're watching Brooklyn now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'll cop to it. I'm not watching Brooklyn at all right now. And so I'm kind of going blind on this one. (laughs) Yeah. And and so I think with with McCobb Bridges, you know, maybe it was like easier to appreciate when he was on a Phoenix team that, uh, you know, had the best record in the West and uh, was looking great uh, last season. Um, And he almost won won the whole thing, right? The Mm -hmm. player of the year. So uh, I think if you look at it, in terms of like that uh success dwindling down with brooklyn maybe he's not uh, paid uh, as much attention to Mm -hmm. um and so yeah I, i think the thing that i would like to bring up is when you look at the way voting went last year there is a door for og because of what's happened uh with both jaron jackson jr Mm. Um and bam out of this season. Right, right. Uh both of those guys made it as forwards last season. Mm-hmm. And when you look at uh their role this season, Jaron Jackson Jr., especially since the absence of Steven Adams, has been their center. 100 uh, percent Yeah. And I think uh he spends a lot of time defending the paint. Um and i think that will contribute to him being viewed as a center this year um if he makes the all defense team because again if he is in that center spot that center's position is stacked right yeah if, if, you, if you move bam atabaya to center where he's played there a lot more than he did last season as well um now you're looking at a battle between you know brooke lopez jared allen nick claxton um anthony davis joel Embiid. Center position is going to be insane, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's uh the two guys who we're used to seeing. Well, one guy we're very used to seeing because he's made five straight all-defense first teams, <laughs> uh, Rudy Gobert. Um, yeah. He's probably not going to make it this season. Yeah, he feels like the kind of guy who,
0: like, the first second there's an opportunity to not vote for him, the voters will be like,
2: finally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then you got Robert Williams, who had a, had a great season last season. Boston had a great defense, uh, but this season he just hasn't played enough games. So yeah. those are the two centers who are moving out, right? Um, so all those guys moving into the center position, I think that opens up the four spot. So I think that's kind of uh, what makes it more plausible for OG as well yeah
0: i was looking into the numbers on jackson uh per cleaning the glass as far as like where he spent his time you can kind of you know put in for hey he was playing center versus power forward they have it as like 1900 minutes as a power forward versus like or 1900 possessions as a power forward versus like 1200 as a center i just don't buy that honestly like i feel like the way i think about the grizzlies is anytime there's anytime there's no stephen adams He's the center. I know Xavier Tillman's in there and stuff like that. And Brandon Clark is, you know, kind of a, an amorphous big as opposed to a power forward or a center, but like, yeah, Jared Jackson's the center. I, I, I just, he, to me, should make an all defense team one way or another. If he makes forward, uh, he probably deserves it over OG, honestly, just because he's so ridiculous on that end. But if he yeah. can slide over to center, that's uh really good news for OG for sure. Um, As far as, this is a really fascinating question, because we mentioned all the guys. I mean, Draymond, it should be said, I know Draymond is like everyone's, uh, you know, he's one of the best defensive players of all time, obviously, but not been his banner season defensively. The Warriors are 18th in defense, and as far as like the versatility and matchup difficulty goes, uh, I mentioned OG's uh, got an 86 matchup difficulty out of 100 and a 98 versatility out of 100 on crafted NBA, uh, Draymond 51 versatility out of 167 matchup difficulty. So like less versatility, less difficulty of matchup. He's been very impactful as like a singular defender. Um, but it's just, it's not really translated to team defensive success, even though they're kind of in the same range as the Raptors are in terms of the overall defensive standings, kind of in that mucky middle. Um, I just—I don't know if Draymond really has the case, especially considering the Warriors have been so, like, publicly up and down and all over the place. And maybe you punch your teammate in the face, you take a year off from awards. I'm not sure uh, how the voters are going to view that one either. It's—let me frame it as this question. Like, you're drafting one of these guys for a single game against a not-named opponent— OG is going pretty high in that list, right? Just because of the way he can guard anybody. Like, you could be playing Jokic. You could be playing Damian Lillard. You could be up against anybody. OG gives you, like, the best coverage at all those spots, right? Should that not maybe factor into the decision-making here? It should. I don't know that it will. Mm-hmm. Well I it's mean, not like a question they get
2: asked on their on their polls, so I, I doubt <laughs> it
0: will, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. I, I mean I'm sure there's certain guys who do view it that way. I think even with the MVP, right? There are mm. people who kind of debate it as like, Hey, you know, we're playing five on five and we're picking teams on the court, like who are you picking? Joel and mm-hmm. or Jokic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or and so in the same way, you know, if you're on the street you're picking picking a team, you're probably picking OG before a whole bunch of guys right Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure they kind of view it that way I think with Draymond it will probably end up being a legacy vote Um, I I think you know we saw something similar uh, happen with LeBron last season right I I don't I think if you were to just take away the name I don't think LeBron would have made an all NBA team Yeah. Uh, I think Uh, Jimmy Butler probably makes it ahead of him Um, and so uh, I think something similar will happen with Draymond here where Mm -hmm. we know what he's capable of uh, at his ceiling Um, and obviously they've been absolutely phenomenal at home Mm -hmm. and so I think people will probably just look at the road and say hey that's on the young guys who haven't figured it out yet Um, and, and sort of you know, not hold that against Draymond. The voting for this is so stupid,
0: man. I just, it's like my favorite award to think about because I actually think like it's interesting in a way that the MVP is just not to me. Like I don't care. Couldn't possibly care who wins it. They're all very, very good players. All defense like feels, I think it's because of the exclusivity probably. There's only two teams, but that's kind of the problem is that there shouldn't be room for legacy sympathy votes because of the like? There's only four spots at forward. You can't just be handing them out like candy to dudes who have done it in the past. I think that sucks. And if you're going on merits, I think OG has been a vastly better defender than Draymond this season. It, it, it's maybe vastly putting it strongly, but he's been better and doing it under more difficult circumstances. It's just. I've the voting, voters, filters, especially the considering it's the media too, right? Where it's just like no one can watch all of these games unless you're Zach Lowe, no one's watching these games in that much depth across the entire NBA. Do you like have a preferred voter setup? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there.
2: <clears throat> oh, I, I was also just gonna quickly add voters might just also be terrified of uh Draymond going on a tirade on his podcast if he doesn't Oh no,
0: a <laughs> podcast tirade! Oh
2: spooky <laughs> Um, but sorry what was your question like if you had like your druthers who would vote on this award um i wouldn't i would be curious to see what it would look like if you if you did like a split vote Mm. where it was a percentage to media percentage to players percentage to coaches Sort right. of similar to All-Star, but obviously mm-hmm. exclude the fans because I think this is kind of way too serious. I, uh, yeah, there's um, money no, on there's... the line. There's super maxes and stuff on the line. Yeah. Don't
0: leave this to the morons who vote Derrick Rose <laughs> as the sixth best guard every year.
2: Yeah, um, <laughs> and also uh, that's also not to say that media should have as much as they say that, that, that they do in these contracts. Mm-hmm right mm-hmm. and so i think i would be curious to see what it would look like if you kind of had it split three ways i i don't know if it should be a third a third a third but mm. um i would be curious to see how different the voting shakes out that way here's an idea you go
0: uh, let's say 30 percent media 30 percent media you get all 30 coaches all 30 head coaches in there so you get 30 and then you take the top 40 scorers in the nba and they have to vote. Get the guys who have the ball in their hands the most, and have them say which guys scare them the most on defense. I feel like that might be the most indicative way. And I yeah, think that's keep... really
2: cool. Yeah, yeah, you might be onto something with fixing that.
0: problems here on the pod.
2: <laughs> yeah, and man, I would be curious to not even so much like necessarily the scorers. Mm. But I think even like point guards in general would have a good idea. Sure, just because yeah. they're the ones running the offense and whatnot, um, they're the
0: ones cowering when large people hang over top of them. Yeah, uh.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm sure like Trey Young would have a lot to say about OG's defense, right? Like he's seen it firsthand, so um, he might vote Precious Achua all defense in that case. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. yeah, no, but I think I think you're on the right track with that idea
0: fixing problems nba ring me up what's up uh if anyone with league ties listens to this send you're free to send my ideas to the nba if you'd like uh we're gonna come back on the other side get into our official picks for all defense as it stands right now with 10 or so games left and also examine the question if og gets snubbed this year it'll probably be the biggest snub he's ever received but what's the biggest snub he's received in the past we'll close out the show with that give our all defense teams in just one sec but first a reminder go make your second listen of the day when you're done here locked on leafs as the buds continue to be very good they're probably going to lock up that two seed in the atlantic division and mike DeStefano and dave morissuti are doing a great job covering that team each and every day on all the same places you find this podcast you can go and find locked on leafs as well five days a week go check them out
1: Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: All right. Big V. It's time. Let's put our teams together. I've put together two sets of teams. One is the one I think will happen. The other one is the one I would like to see happen featuring a little bit of chicanery on my end with positional flexibility and whatnot. Uh, curious if you want to go first here, lay out your, your 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 first and second team and where OG slots in on those. What you got? Um, actually, I'm curious to hear what you think the team will look like. So I think the teams, I'm worried Jaron Jackson's still going to be a forward because he was a forward last year and because Steven Adams is there. And so I'm putting Jaron on the first team. My first team is Alex Caruso, Drew Holiday, Giannis. Jaron Jackson and Brooke Lopez you can quibble I guess with you know having three bucks on the first team but have you seen the bucks play defense I think that's fine um the second team I have Derek White who by all the metrics has been much better than Marcus Smart defensively this season DeAnthony Melton OG Ananobi Evan Mobley and Jared Allen is my second team um I don't feel great about it, but that's what I've got. You know, you miss Tatum. He's been very good, obviously. Maybe had a bit of a drop-off in the second half after he was locking everybody's ass up in the first part of the season. Um, You know, Mikal Bridges, obviously. Mikal is, I think, the guy I think of when I do the you're picking one defender to guard a team that you don't know yet. And, and like, I feel like OG over Bridges, like, I would take OG's strength and extra versatility over Bridges, so i knock him there. Um Draymond, I'm leaving off. I don't really care. I would like to move Jaren to forward, to center. I just don't know if I totally buy it. If I did move Jaren to center, I'd probably bump Allen off the second team, move Jaren to second team center, and then swap Mobley to first team maybe because they are really good defense and then put in one of Tatum or Bridges or hell, Jaden McDaniels. Uh, <laughs> what do you have for your, uh, your teams? <clears throat>
2: um, yeah, so at the guards, uh, I've actually got... Derek White and Drew Holiday both on my first team.
0: Right on, right on. Um,
2: I think, you know...
0: Should be said, the guards suck this year. Uh, there's not a lot to choose from. There's like five guys with a good case, I would Dude, say. and sucks, if... but, but the guards who are in are very, very good. Fred, <laughs> yes, that's, yes. Fred picked an awful year, let's just say, to have a really, really bad first half on defense because he probably would have had a very good shot at it had he played the way he has
2: for the last 15 games, let's say. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so I've got uh, Derek White and Drew Holiday on, on the first team. Um, I've got... Uh, Giannis, uh, and uh, OG as my two forwards. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. First team all D. You heard it here. You're a Raptors
0: employee. I think that counts as NBA <laughs> canon
2: now. <laughs> and I've got uh, Brooke Lopez as my center. Um, yeah. I think that's Chuck. He's he's ridiculous, man. God. Yeah. <laughs> he's insane. He's insane. Um, Then, I mean, it feels very weird to not have Jaron Jackson Jr. on the first team, Mm -hmm. Um, but it is what it is. Get those get those road numbers up, man.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. You you start slipping some bucks to those uh, those stat keepers in uh, Minneapolis or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, no, but
2: but in all seriousness, it was basically a toss up between Jaron and uh, Brooke and I just went with Brooke. Um, Second team, I've got uh, Alex Caruso um i've got jimmy butler which might be a bit unpopular um probably uh and i think this comes down to what you said about the depth right it was between Mm -hmm. him there's marcus smart um and i guess dylan brooks as well no Um, melton for you no consideration there melton is
0: in the mix as well uh and, he's got the counting plus advanced catch-all yeah.
2: metric case as well. He's he's doing quite well in those departments. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, I, I think Melton is probably worthy. Maybe again, like I'm kind of looking at it as like, you know, wh- where's the conversation been uh, as mm-hmm. a whole? Uh, sure. Like previous years as well. Yeah. Um, and I'm a big Jimmy Butler guy, and <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not with him. You know, who wishes uh, they
0: were a big Jimmy Butler guys is uh, anyone on the Sixers.
2: Uh, mm, <laughs> yep, or yep, the Wolves yep. or the Bulls, <laughs> you know, he's good. He's very good. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, believe it or not, after making the case that both Jaron and uh, Bam should be centers, mm. uh, I do have them. Uh, I have uh, I'm, I'm putting uh, one of them in as a forward, whichever one you want, you can put in there, sure. Um, because I've got Bam Jaron Jackson Jr., um, and uh, Draymond Green. I, I went with the reputation a little bit, so no Evan Mobley, interesting. Yeah,
0: huh, huh, huh. I feel like he maybe should be a lock, he's. <laughs> I hate how good Evan Mobley is. <laughs> he is awesome. He is awesome. It's I mean, just... I love watching him play. It's just, it's, uh, it makes. We, we need an laugh. all defense third team. That's the thing is that there 100% should be a third team. Maybe that makes it less exclusive, but also it's really hard to make it no matter what. And it's, again, it's, This is an award for dudes, in most cases, you know, Giannis not included, who are never going to win big-time hardware, I I think, at, like, the very highest level. And so, yeah, there should be more room for those guys to get some little notch on their basketball reference page that they made an all-defense team. That would be nice. Matisse Theibel. The fact that Matisse Theibel made it again makes me want to scream. Uh, (laughs) He made it twice, right? Yeah. (laughs) Boo! (laughs) <laughs> anyway, um, if you had to like, uh, we don't need to go through our dream teams. We I think we've covered it pretty well. I, I did find a way to finagle OG in as a guard on my dream team next to Alex Caruso on the first team, because uh, he's a shooting guard now, right? That's basically where he plays. And know they list him as a small forward. He's the shooting guard on the Raptors right now. Much, uh, yeah. Have you seen all the shooting he's doing? There, That's enough. Case. Done. Um, so, yeah, I have, like, uh, my dream team is OG, Giannis, Mobley, and Brooke, and then Holiday, Melton, McDaniels, Bridges, Jaren as my second team. But, uh, you know, that's that's just... High in the sky stuff let me ask you big v og in the past had uh two second team votes back in 2019 20 when the raptors were the number two defense in the league and got no all defense love despite being the team about which a thousand think pieces were written as they changed nba defense changes that i think are still kind of around the league today um he last year had one second team vote. Somehow Scotty Barnes got more second team votes than him yesterday, last season with two. It's wild. People not watching, I guess. Uh, what, what year? It could be a different year. You know, obviously Tampa was kind of a wash. He was a bench guy back in 2018-19. He was a very good defensive player as a rookie. Maybe not all defense worthy. But what year to you is the biggest
2: egregious OG snub for all defense? Yeah, I'll, I'll probably go with that 2019-20 season. Um I I thought he was phenomenal. Um, And I think, you know, when you look at the games played as well, 69 uh, started 68 of them. I I Mm -hmm. think he had had a really good case. I think maybe, you know, that would have been the year that people kind of looked at um, and said, he's kind of brought himself back into the picture just Uh because of the way 2018, 19 went. Sure. Uh, And so kind of, didn't give uh, him the credit that he deserved. And, you know, uh, like at the end of the day, it is kind of a Toronto thing, right? Like you look at the love Boston got last year Mm -hmm. and, you know, at the end of the year, no one was saying, oh, the team defense is so good. I don't know who to individually (laughs) give credit to, but when the Raptors defense was that good, it was like, that was the case, right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. and, And so, uh, I think that was really unfair to the Raptors as a whole, and mm-hmm. OG suffered from it for sure. Um, Gasol and- was maybe their like
0: best candidate, but he didn't play enough games. I would say yeah. that year, yeah, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. So, so uh, to me that that is the big one. Um, I don't know if you have a different one. I think it's last year for me,
0: mostly because you look at the twenty nineteen twenty team, and the forwards are Giannis, Anthony Davis, Kawhi, and Bam Adebayo. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Even though maybe Kawhi has kind of... The fact that he got an all-defense... He's the only guy to get an all-defense when he was like the fifth best defender on that championship team is uh, still hilarious. And again, speaks to the whackness of the voting. Last season, again, your forwards are uh, Giannis and Jaron Jackson Jr., fine. Bam is your another one. And then Matisse Thibel gets in there, a guy who was yeah, listed as a guard, sure. was actually kind of a forward. I, I don't really know why they made those distinctions. <sighs> I mean, yeah, it, it was Draymond and Bam were actually the forwards. I, I just feel like... If you can make room for Matisse as a guard, you can make room for OG as a guard and actually kind of fa- – it's just the, the, the voting is stupid. Robert Williams also made the center. Maybe that should have been Draymond or Bam, and maybe Williams gets bumped. I... <sighs> <laughs> Very frustrating. I think last year, anytime Matisse Thibel makes it and uh, OG does not, I think that's a, that that's just a great indignity in NBA history, but that's, uh, that's me. Um, any last parting shots here on OG's all-defense case before we round up the show?
2: Yeah, I mean, again, if they could make the case for Matisse, where your offense is so bad you can't even be on the floor when the game matters most, Mm -hmm. uh, you can make the case for OG this season. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 100%. And yeah, I guess it's not
0: as egregious with Draymond and Bam being technically the forwards, but still, hate it hate it The fact, actually matisse getting the guard spot over fred is maybe even more egregious last year considering uh you know fred yeah is a, no that, that that was an all-star and matisse is a uh you know maybe nba player two years from now
2: we'll see yeah <laughs> that's that's why i went with 2019 20 because like fred yeah just that's fair out last season and that should have been his spot
0: you might be right. Uh, yeah, you're right. I will uh, revise my take. It was 2019-20 where the Raptors should have had somebody, if not multiple somebodies, and had nobody. Uh, we're gonna leave it there. Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. Uh, NBA people out there, random broadcasters, vote for OG, please. I know you listen to the podcast when you're recording, a, when you're doing a national game. Doris Burke, I know that happens. Please spread the good word. OG is certainly an all-defense level player uh big fee
2: anything you want to promote for the good people out there usual stuff at raptors.com and uh, you can follow me on twitter at vivek m jacob hell yeah uh everyone out there thank
0: you so much for tuning in uh just spam various voters in your markets if you listen to this episode and you want them to like hear some intel on why og is worth voting for all that good stuff uh if you don't want to do that you can just leave ratings and reviews and subscribe that's also much appreciated we love you very much for doing that and uh, we will talk to you again Tomorrow, as we're going to uh, chat with Tony East of Locked On Pacers, everybody's favorite namesake of a gentleman's club formerly in Scarborough, uh, Tony's East without question every single time tony's on the show someone who used to visit tony's east comments in the comment section asking if tony is the owner of tony's east i'm very excited to have tony on the show again so i can interact with those weird commenters uh (laughs) we also got katie later this week we got a game to break down on thursday as well as the raptors take on the pacers and uh we will leave it all there thank you so much for tuning in talk to you tomorrow Bye bye